Well, good morning. Thank you for our first morning live on uh, Sermon Audio for our weekly Bible study, Word Wednesday. Uh, today we're going to be looking at John chapter 4, um, verses 19 through 22 specifically, but I want to start reading at verse 13 to give us a little context with this. Uh, if you remember, we're um, in Samaria where Jesus uh, meets the woman at the well, and she is surprised that he asks her for for a drink of water. And um, let's pick up at verse 13. It says, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me share the screen with you. All right. So let's start at 13 again. I'm sorry. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to her, him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me. The hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning you've given us. Uh, Father, above all, thank you for your word, for your choosing to love us, Father. Father, for giving us knowledge and revelation of you. But Father, this morning, we continue to need you deeply. Father, we need understanding. As we come to your word, Father, we pray that you would... In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go back to verse 19. Um, so we, we've kind of talked in previous weeks, we've talked about the verses before this. Um, but it says, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. The first thing that we notice is, is she, um, the woman, um, in Jesus, uh, we, we, the Samaritans and the Jewish people understood that there was a place, there was a specific place where we should worship God um, in, in this time. Uh, the difference being, and this, this helps give you a little bit of context, but the difference is, is the Samaritans, they only accepted the Pentateuch or the, the first five books of the Old Testament. Um, we could also call it the law. Um, uh, 
the the Jewish people would have embraced and accepted the entire canon of the Old Testament. And so um, to think of it in one way, um, the Samaritans would have never known uh, the book Isaiah, the, the, the amazing things that we find in the book of Isaiah. Essentially, they, they put themselves in the dark. And because they put themselves in the dark, because they didn't know the word of God, in essence, because they didn't know God, they didn't know the correct place to worship God, where, where God um, was commanded to be worshipped. The Jews did know this, that it was in Jerusalem, that it was at the temple where he was to be worshipped at this time. Um, so we find that this lack of information, um, they, they did understand that God should be worshipped in a certain place, uh, but because of their lack of information, they didn't know where this place was. But Jesus chooses not to um, argue this point with her. Because he knows very shortly um, there isn't going to be a specific place as far as a place on earth. But we find just a little bit later that, that God desires us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, and But uh, that connection is here. That connection to truth is still uh, before... Um, before the resurrection of Christ, before the the veil tearing in the temple, um, before that, there's still um, we must worship God in truth. Um, if we don't know the truth, if we don't have the truth, um, we aren't worshiping correctly. Um, so look at his Jesus, his response, and I, I don't remember. Uh, when Jesus says woman, when he starts with this word woman, our English language tends to see this as a little bit strong or offensive. Um, that is not the case. That's not in in, in the Greek or in the, the original language. This would not have been disrespectful. She wouldn't have taken it that way. Um, it's kind of just, um, it's, it's a little hard because of the English wording. But let's read it. It says, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me. The hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. Okay, so let me let me illustrate that or show you this. Uh, so the difference or the distinction between the Samaritan and the Jew is this. The Samaritan worships what they do not know. Um, the Jew worships what they know or what 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 they know um now obviously we're we we do not want to dive too deep into this um but not every uh, just because you were of jewish descent didn't mean that you were of the remnant or the elect um not every jewish person was redeemed um but they had the ability they had the the word of god they had the the knowledge they needed to come to a, a right relationship with God. So the distinction is that the Samaritan does not know, the Jewish person knows. Um, and here's the result of it. For salvation is from the Jews. Um, so Jesus is making this very clear. Um, knowledge, we, we can't worship God without correct knowledge. 
Um, we can't worship a God we, we don't know. We can't worship a God um, uh, in our culture that's very popular, the, the postmodern culture. We can't worship a God that we make up in our minds that, that's like us, that we're comfortable with. Uh, we must worship the true God, and we must know him. We, it doesn't matter what we think. It matters what the truth is. We must worship him in, in spirit and in truth. Let's go and read that. It's just, listen to what he says. He says, But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. Today, God is calling his worshipers to worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, and I guess in conclusion, to apply this to us, you and I don't even have the same excuse the Samaritan has. Uh, we don't have the excuse that we only accept a portion of the scripture. I guess we could have that. But you and I have not only the full revelation of God, um, we, we understand in this that you can come to a knowledge of God um, to a saving knowledge of God uh, just from the Old Testament. But we have even further revelation in the New Testament um, to, to confirm uh, those things in the old, that the Old Testament laid out before us. Um, are we worshiping God in truth? Are we worshiping a God that we know? Is our Bibles gathering dust on our table? Do we think that coming to church on Sunday and and singing a couple of songs out of the book to a God we barely know is is tied to salvation? Um, salvation comes from repenting and trusting in Jesus Christ, but it's the Jesus Christ of Scripture, not the Jesus Christ that our mind tends to make us want to make Him want to be like us. Um, are we guilty of the same thing? Do we worship the God we know, or do we worship the God we don't know? Are you hiding God's word in your heart? Are you studying it? As Are you studying the scripture and reading scripture as if your life depends on it? Because it does. Are you worshiping the God you know? Amen. Uh, the the other um, the other thing that I as a last come back to Samaritans willfully um, limit their knowledge of God. Um, we find this similar push in our in our mainstream American Christian culture today, where we want to throw out portions of the Bible that we don't like. We want to um, as Andy Stanley said, he wants to unhitch the Old Testament from the New Testament. I would tell you that that is extremely dangerous. You are um, setting your one. You don't understand Scripture if you think that they they're two separate things. It, uh, it is Old Testament, New Testament. It is all the Word of God. But if you throw out 
the scripture. If you throw out half of it, if you throw out a portion of it, you are setting yourself up to worship the God you don't know. And um, that's a very perilous position to put yourself. I pray that you would read his word. I pray that you would um, desire it as a baby desires milk. Um, for in its, what we find in it is is the true God. It, it enables us to to worship Him in truth, um, and we find here that's vitally important. So let's pray, Father. Thank you again for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you don't leave us in darkness, that you don't leave us to worship a God we don't know. But God, as we turn to you and we trust in Christ and we turn to your word, Father, we, we come to know you more and more. And the more and more I know you, Father, the more you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be blessed. Um, dive into, dive into your, to God's word today. Amen.